It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing that we can that we can be in his in his presence. And that he will do whatever you need. This morning I don't I don't know where all of you are. Uh, I kind of don't know where I am at the moment. <laughs> I feel so overwhelmed right now uh, with just the thought of how close he really wants to be to you and to me. And uh, there's nothing I have to do to make that happen. Man, he really does love me no matter what. And yes, I am being selfish at this moment because he loves you too, but man, I'm so blown away right now that he just wants to be close to us. There's some new um, picture that I have in my head that I can't describe to you. But he really just wants to be close. And I, I hope that you're here today and that you are experiencing that as well. I hope that you feel that in this place. Can you imagine if we just came in here did three songs, take a tithe and offering, look at the screen for the announcements, 20 minutes, bye-bye, blow you a kiss on the way out, peace out homies, and miss out on something like this, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to do that, and so uh, I, I do know that uh, that there's a grace here this morning for closeness, I Man, I, I hear that so clearly. And so um, part of us coming together as family is that we don't, you know, it's, um, we come together for an encounter. And it would be totally wrong of me to move on from this moment without giving you an opportunity to go deeper than what you already have. And uh, so if you're here this morning and if you want to go deeper, let me rephrase that. That's not, that's not, um, that's like a loaded question, right? Everybody will say, oh, they didn't, so they don't. <laughs> we don't think that way in here at CORE. If you're here this morning and you want, they want that closeness. That's there's a grace for closeness in this place. You can do whatever you want, but just just as an as a as an act of faith, an act of prophetic act. If you don't mind, would you just lift your hand or stand? Either one. If you want to come down here to the front, either way, I, it's whatever you want to do. But this morning, I'm going to pray over all of us. for that closeness 
And I feel like I'm supposed to say, don't believe the lie of what someone has said about you. I don't know if that's for someone specific in here. Don't believe the lie that someone wrote on the chalkboard about you. You know how teachers used to write their name on a chalkboard that identified who they are? If you're here this morning and that rings resonates with you, I feel like there's somebody here that you see something written about you on the chalkboard, something from the past, and I'm here to tell you that chalkboards erase. Jesus erased it all when you came to the revelation of the Father. And so it's erased. Amen. The closeness of our Father wipes away the stupidity and the junk and the lies of the past. So, Father, right here in this moment, man, God, we just really want to be close to you. That's our heart's desire. That's why we come together. That's why we live for you, why we serve you, why we love you. But I am realizing today just how much closer you want to be with us. And so right now, Father, I know that there's a grace for that. And so I speak that out over this congregation this morning. That every one of us that are taking that step, that we're taking that stand, for those of us that have come forward, Father, this act of either lifting our hand or saying whatever, this is our faith and our, our stepping into what you're providing and the empowerment of your grace today to step into closeness with you on another level from what we have been, from where we have been. And uh, I thank you, God, that there's no ritual, there's no absolute thing we have to do. It's just you and us and grace and the bringing together of the two. And I thank you this morning for each of us in this place. And Lord, I don't, I don't know if we're recording right now, but if we are and someone is watching and and you're sensing the same thing, we speak directly to you as well, that you would step into, that Father would pull you in to that grace for closeness with him. And so what happens with that, it's not just a prayer we say, it's not just a word that we speak. What happens is, as you have moved into it, and I have spoken it out, there is a creation right here that happens in you. And what's going to happen is as each of us move forward from this moment, there's going to be another touch on the shoulder that lets you know that he's closer. There's going to be another word in your ear, a feeling around you. A, maybe it's a smell or just a sense, a knowing in your knower that he's closer. He's going to begin to do these little telltale signs that he's drawing closer. And as you step more into that grace, you are more empowered by the grace to get closer to the Father. And so be aware, right? Be aware of the little telltale signs from this moment on. Even I, I, I really believe that even right now you may be hearing some things. There may be downloads going on in your, in your heart, in your spirit of how he wants to get closer. And so, Father, just do it, Lord. Nothing else matters but you in this moment. 
Nothing else matters but what you want to do with us in this moment, Father. So we thank you, God. Thank you so much, Father, that you care so much. Jesus, thank you so much that you gave your life for this right here. You gave your life so that this could happen. Holy Spirit, you lead and guide. You, you, you reveal to us the Father's heart so that this can happen. And we thank you, God. You're just so good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He's good, amen. How many of you are ready for closeness? <laughs> Man. Man. Hallelujah, Father. Whew, he's good, amen. Man. Thank God that we're not a regular old school dead church. Say it again. Say it louder. One more time. Yes. Man. I am so glad that we are not like that anymore. Man. I'm so glad. I don't care that all this is on the camera either. That's what it's for. We're authentic in this place. Ah, <laughs> oh. man, let's let's give the rest of the worship team a hand, man. Man, are you good? Are y'all good? Man, except for Lydia. I'm just kidding, Lydia. She does not like these designs in here. Man. Anybody else blown away? Anybody with me? Man. I am seriously blown away. I'd rather be blown away than be dead, though. Ah. I don't know if I can even read right now. Wow, that's pretty hot. Man. Well, I guess to get into some kind of rhythm here, did everybody have a good breakfast this morning in the living room? Yeah? Yeah. Did y'all see those awesome couches in there now? And yeah. man, it's beautiful, right? Yeah. Really, uh, really thankful for Zoe and Roger for having that. You know, they heard the Father, they heard the Lord speaking that to them, and and um, they just ran with it. You know, Raquel kind of organized, or, or, or you know, I think what Raquel said is, "Yes, go for it." I think that's about the extent of it. You know? And uh, there's still some more stuff coming. That, how about the logo on the wall? Have y'all seen that? Yeah, man. So that is uh, Chris Sanchez. 
uh, did that in his garage. And so we need to, you know, when you see him, give him a pat on the back and an attaboy. Uh, we definitely need to be praying for the Sanchez family. Um, I haven't heard an update on Ethan since yesterday. Does anybody know anything new today? He's, he was still fighting a fever. I don't know if you know, but his appendix busted, and they didn't find out till a day later they got him in, and it had ruptured. So, you know, that's, that's rough when it happens. There's a lot of cleanup they have to do, and his body is um, uh, still, he's still having a fever, and so his body's fighting. And so we're going to pray for them in a moment um, that, uh, for, for healing. We've been praying, but uh, we'll see if we can get an update um, maybe by the end of the day. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you could text her and just see her, both of them, and see if they know any different, anything new. But, um, man, they're family. Amen? And um, we want to continue to just bathe them in prayer. Um, but uh, other than that, we have... Um, Man, how many of y'all were here thank, uh, Wednesday for our chili dog Thanksgiving? I'm going to start rebuking John for being such a good cook. Man, I ate three hot dogs and a Frito pie. Yeah, I don't need to do that. I'm 48 years old. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I think I was up till like 1 in the morning just... I'm just full, couldn't, man. John, Zoe, thank y'all for doing such a great job, yeah? They did a great job. And I heard we had waffles this morning, is that what we had? Ronnie, ah, okay, man. It's Ronnie's fault nobody was in here at 1030. I'm just kidding, man. That's the one thing, man. Y'all cut that off at 10.15. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm a, our, our prayer and hope is that as you uh, experience just, just the living room, it's not the fellowship hall anymore. It's the living room. We're home. We're family. We just want you to relax, have breakfast. Um, you know, uh, just if you want to give a donation for that, I think they have a box in there or something. You know, it does cost money to make amazing waffles, and I don't know what else y'all had with it, but... Um, just, you know, enjoy it, amen? Come together, hang out. We want a fellowship. We want to just, you know, just, just live together. That's what we do, amen? Because we really are family. And I'm really thankful that um, uh, Raquel was even mentioning just, we were talking about what's been going on with all of you and in, in the body and everything. And um, it's just beautiful that there's such, uh, a real camaraderie. We're family and there's still issues always, right? We're gonna have issues. Um, you know, look how long it took Roger to get me Kleenexes this morning, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he saw me crying like 10 minutes before. I'm just kidding, man. I love you, Roger. <laughs> I saw you, man. I was just about to go down and sneak over there and get one, but Roger's a man. But... Uh, we just want to grow as family, and, and we love what's going on here. There's such a, such a love and a camaraderie between all of y'all, and that's what counts, you know? That's what it is. But anyway, we, uh, <clears throat> we do need to, uh, we have our Christmas, when is that coming up, our Christmas party? The 13th? Is that a Sunday night? Okay. 
Cool. Is there anything y'all can do about the ring? I think, is that going to be bad for the, I don't know, I hear a ring up here. I don't know if, if it's out there or not. I just keep hearing this big old bell ringing. Maybe I'm just still messed up and lost or something. I don't know. Um, Christmas party, we'll be uh, having our regular deal. And then uh, Angel Tree is what date? By the December the 16th? Cool. Everybody got that? Any questions on um, Angel Tree? Uh, Marilyn, I don't see her today. You can ask Lydia and Sarah or Marilyn or whatever. But other than that, uh, it's just good to be in Dad's house. Amen. Uh, don't forget tithes and offerings. Uh, man, we have uh, officially uh, corrected. Is it all? Okay. We got everything squared away with the state. Then we squared away with the bank. And now Sarah and I have to fix some stuff on the online giving deal. And so I'm hoping that by next week, it'll all be squared away and uh, you can officially give to Core Church and it'll come here, not the one in LA. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that was happening there. Uh, but uh, anyway, man, uh, we, just, we just pray over our finances and uh, just the blessing of giving and uh, how he multiplies, right? He blesses the gift, the giver, as well, and then he holds back the devourer, kicks him in the face, keeps him back. Amen. It's good stuff. But uh, where's all our kiddos? All right, stand up, kiddos, man, right there where you are. I guess Miss uh, Lydia is ready. Yeah, are, are we do? Is today the week we do nursery? Is Tabitha back there? She's already back there, man. That girl's a workhorse, man. We have ten little kids. It ain't in the water. I can tell you that. My goodness. We have 10 little kids. Wow. Uh, does Tabitha need help? Oh, okay. Y'all going? Okay. Combining. That's smart. Man. So right there, those kids. Father, we just pray over each and every one of those kids and the 10 in the back. As the army grows, Lord, we just ask you to bless them. Speak to them. Holy Spirit, you're not a junior Holy Spirit. We just ask you to reveal Father's heart and give Lydia and Tabitha some grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. There they go. Off to battle. Man, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Oh, I didn't even see Braden up here. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of John, chapter 8. Um, and um, I know that it is, wow, it's 1147. Yeah, I really, I really don't care. <laughs> you know, I thought about that one day, how, you know, we're, our focus is family. We're so much after that. I thought, <laughs> I had this thought, you know, um, I was madly in love with Raquel. I didn't worry about the time, you know. I didn't worry about that. And I sure don't worry about it at Thanksgiving when I'm sitting there eating chili dogs of John's. I didn't worry about the time. I just, I was in love with the chili. I needed another dog, you know. When you're in love, you do crazy things, right? <laughs> oh, here she comes, Callie. <laughs> so this morning, I, I wanted to continue on and kind of wrap up. We've been talking a lot the last uh, few weeks about um, um, light and darkness and freedom. 
And oh, by the way, forgot, how many of y'all were blessed with Matt and Dez, man? Woo! Man. Um, you know what? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me give this real quick. Um, I, I need to do this. So, if you, you know, if you look around, you see these extremely nice and expensive cameras we're recording now, right? Uh, and have, have y'all seen any of that online yet on the, on the YouTube channel or, you know, yeah? And uh, Josiah's uh, heading that up for us. We got him for three months for um, training and setup and all that, and he's getting us on the groove, and it's been amazing. And I mentioned this Wednesday night. Uh, so it was a pretty large investment to step in and do that. The equipment alone was around $14,000, about thirteen. dollars sorry. Um, that was uh, way over half of what we had in the bank. Um, so it's a big step, right? Big step. But we believed in what needs to happen and that this was part of it. And so we did that. We stepped out. We said, man, it's an investment. It's going to be good. We got to do it. We stepped out. And so Friday night, uh, when Matt was here in Des, after service, uh, this person comes up that is not, uh, 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 they're not a regular here all the time kind of person. Come in a few times a year. And uh, they hand Raquel an envelope and said, uh, hey, this is for the church. And Raquel says, oh, for Matt and Des? No, no, this is, I already did something there. This is for the church. Okay, great. So we just nonchalantly, we get up, go about our day. We take them home, and the next morning we get up, and we're on our way to pick them up, and uh, she opens the envelope, and she's like, quiet. I'm like, what the, what's going on? And she kind of, is this right? Look at the, and we start looking, and it was a check for $10,000. And as soon as I saw that and the numbers actually calculated in my head as to what it was, I felt like I heard the Lord say, hey, you remember them cameras? <laughs> oh, man, Jesus is good, man, right? And so I love it that he does that stuff, right? And it's just beautiful and it's exciting, uh, not because we're getting money, but because we took a step of faith and he comes around and says, I got you. So I wanted to, to let you all know that because um, that's a huge deal. This is a person that you would have never thought that that was even a remote possibility. And I don't mean that in a judgmental kind of way. I, 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 I don't mean that at all. It's just not something you would think. And I'm just, I'm just blown away. So thank you, Father. You're good. So uh, John chapter 8, this message uh, I've titled speaking or doing. We spent a lot of time a couple of years ago going over uh, the spoken word and the power that you have in your words, right? Um, Matt even made a comment on, I think, Friday that they've, they've uh, scientists have discovered that there, there are still things being created. Like creation has not stopped from when God said, boom, let there be light, Right? There's still things that are happening and, and being created. Um, and it's just, it's very interesting. But we, we've learned a lot about your words, okay? We've also, over the last couple of years, learned a lot about our actions and how all that works. And it's interesting. So 
couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, we, we took off starting about learning, uh, talking about light and dark and how Jesus says, you are the light of life, right? And uh, he's, the, he's the light of the world. And we, we looked at what darkness is and freedom, what it really means and all that stuff. And we were in this John chapter 8. And so to build off of that, I'm, I'm going to back up in John chapter 8 to verse uh, uh, 31. Um, is everybody there? I know they're going to put it on the screen there too, but John 8, 31. Uh, so Father, I just ask you right now to speak to us through your word and let us come to a deeper understanding as we get closer with you in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, in uh, eight thirty one, and I'm actually reading out of the New King James this morning. It says, uh, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So just a quick recap. Um, you shall know the truth, right? Truth, uh, the word truth here, um, it actually means um, that which agrees with final reality, right? So... You can come in here and say, man, I don't know if my car is going to, you wonder, is my car going to start today when I go out in the parking lot after service? Well, I don't know. Yes, it is. It's going to start. Well, that's a belief that you have. It's not a truth until you go out there and crank the car, right? Because when you crank the car, the reality is it started. And that's the truth. Does that make sense? So he comes and he tells the disciples here um, that the reality will set you free. The reality of him, the reality of his love, and, and on and on and on, right? So we have that kind of foundation there. Hey, Gregory, why don't you raise the temperature up just a degree or two, because I see some people shriv sh shivering in here, so I'll sweat a little bit for them, yeah? <laughs> um, sorry, y'all. We, we tend to make it cold in here. Um, verse 33 says, and so after he says that, they answered him, we are, he's talking to the Pharisees now, right? He just had this little uh, back and forth with them about um, uh, truth and freedom and all that. And so he says in verse 33, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will make, uh, we, you will, uh, you will be made free? And Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave to sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. That's a very, very important passage, right? Between a slave and a son. Verse 36, though, says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Can you say amen to that one there? Man. So then now we get to verse 37, which is where I want to pick up for today. Uh, talking about speaking or doing. And he says in verse 37, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Amen. And then Jesus makes this statement in verse 38. He says, I speak what I have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father. So we have two contradictions here that Jesus, he's not making a contradiction. We have two things that are con, uh, contradicting, contradicting each other. He is making the statement, 
he says, I speak, but you do. Does that make sense? So he's talking about himself speaking and the Pharisees doing. And this totally jumped out at me. Why is there a difference? What's going on? What is this? What is he really saying or trying to describe here? What, I mean, if we obviously know that the Pharisees had some issues, right? They were messed up in religion. They were stuck like Chuck, <laughs> just doing the things that were ritual. There was no real connection to the Father in a relational way, which is what Jesus is bringing. And so he makes this statement, I speak what I have seen with my Father, and you do what you have seen with your Father. So he's making the distinction here. So this this word right here, you know, I'm a, I'm a word nut. I like to dig into these definitions and understand. So in verse 38, that phrase, have seen, that is one Hebrew word. Um, if you're taking a note, that's Strong's number 3708. And it is, uh, uh-oh, here we go. Ooh, let me take a deep breath for this one. Horaho. And there's probably a in there somewhere. Uh, but I, I don't do those too well. So, horaho is what it looks like to me. Uh, and it means to see or to perceive or to attend to, to experience or to discern. So, it's to see often, but also with, it has a metaphorical meaning to see with the mind, or with your mind's eye. So there's, that's a way to describe it. This word that Jesus uses here when he says, what I have seen with my Father. And it also uh, is to see with the mind or the mind's eye or to see spiritually or to per- perceive with spiritual inward perception. Now that's a huge statement right there because... You know, for a long time, I had this, uh, this idea of Jesus, um, you know, not the one on the, on the picture where he's holding the lamb, not that, but I had this, I had this picture of Jesus in my head that, um, you know, he's God, right? He's fully God, fully man, and I think that I, I had this view that, that he just would just kind of disappear and go up to heaven, or maybe not, or maybe that him and him and Father had this different relationship than you and I do. But the reality is that he didn't. Jesus was Emmanuel, God in the flesh, but he had to walk out life as a man like you and I so that he could, be, be, so he could walk through everything that we would walk through. You know that scripture, right, where he was tempted as we were in every way and all that, right? But he had to walk out life as a man. And when I read this definition, what, what my thought is, now I have a deeper understanding for me that he really was just like us. I believe that Jesus went through the same things that you and I do right now. I do think that uh, <laughs> the closeness that he has is what I'm trying to attain Does that make sense? I'm not there yet. I want to be there, but I'm not there yet. And there's this phrase in here that just so kind of wrecked me because even Jesus 
had to be in a place with the Father where he was pushing after closeness. He had to be in a place where he used this word specifically to describe that what he saw with his father, right? He says, what I have seen. In other words, man, I've been with my father. I've been in that closeness. I've had to spiritually discern what father's telling me. I don't think that, I don't think that Jesus had the, you know, the iPhone 14 that uh, shows all the widgets. And he says, oh, cool. so next I'm going to heal a blind man. And then I don't think he had that. I think he had to spiritually discern he had to walk as we do. Man, there's a real old, old, old Hosanna song. Some of y'all don't even know who Hosanna is, right? <laughs> Don Moen did this song. He walked or I walked. You know, he felt what I feel. Uh, and it goes on and on. It's a, it's a, it was a good song in 1990. But I don't know about 2020. Anyway. The point is, is that Jesus was at a place where he had to have spiritual inward perception in his connection of closeness with the Father. He had to spiritually see. In other words, there's a closeness there. I mean, you all know what it's like to hear the Father speak to you. I look around the room, and those of you that I do know, I know that you have had those moments with the Father where he's spoken something to you or you felt something or you sensed something, right? Is that true? Jesus had the same thing. Think about that for a minute. But the, the point of this, of pointing out this part of the scripture is that he had to have that closeness with the Father to be able to inwardly discern and perceive what was going on. I like that, uh, well, um, the first place that I heard it was Jennifer Evez. Anybody know Jennifer Evez? Man, that lady, she's crazy. <laughs> she's a firehouse and, or fire, I don't know what, she just, and, and, and she gets on there and she talks about the spread. You got to get in the spread. <laughs> and you got to get to the root, Right? And uh, she talks about all that, but she made this statement one, one time. She says, you know what? My relationship with Christ helps me to simply know in my knower, right? They used to call that mother's intuition, right? I, I wonder, I don't know that that's mama's intuition as much as that's Holy Spirit saying, man, you better go get them kids. <laughs> what is it, you know? I mean, there's been moments where something was going on and I just knew that I needed to call Raquel right now to talk about this certain thing or there was something fixing to happen and I just knew it in my knower, right? Then I have moments like today where I'm, my feelings, my sensations are just overwhelmed and I can hear in my, through my feelings what, what Father is speaking to me in those moments, and there's all kind of other crazy ways. I believe that all of our physical senses in the natural are actually also correlated into the spiritual. I believe it. I heard someone talk about being around someone once. Uh, actually, it was Matt and, uh, and, and Des. They were talking about how there was someone uh, that they were having to deal with and um, they just, there was just a foul smell 
all the time around this person. And what it was, it was a spiritual indication. They were smelling what was in the heart of the person. Crazy. On and on and on. Uh, so many of the prophets experienced all five of the senses. So anyway, I'm saying all that because God speaks to us in different ways individually, but the point is, is that in this moment, Jesus has this moment and he describes this, this verse to the, this word. He says, I, have, I speak what I have seen. In other words, in my time with the Father and my intimate closeness over here, I'm going to speak this because I was over here, right? You can't speak life if you're not in the living. Does that make sense? And so then he goes on and he talks, he says, I, have, I speak what I have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father. You know why the Pharisees, in my opinion, why he couldn't say that you speak you know why he had to, to me, why he had to say, you do what you have seen? Is because our speaking is more powerful than someone's doing. I believe that your words are more powerful than your actions, right? All of us, I believe, in this room used to believe the biggest lie in the world, the biggest lie in the world was sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is the dumbest thing. Words hurt, don't they? How much more the other way around that they create, right? When Matt was here, he prophesied, I think, over four people, maybe five, you know? <laughs> I already see the change in all of y'all. Well, one of them's not here. I already saw the change. I was telling Raquel, I said, man, when he spoke this over this person, it changed instantly. I saw it. And you watch what continues to happen as they walk out their word that they received because that word was spoken from being in the closeness with the father that was spiritually discerned and boom, Ronnie, he changed your life. It wasn't Matt that did it. It was the word that he spoke because it came from the intimate place that he was spending with the father and boom, or we use Roger's word, shakalaka, right? Ronnie's a changed man. I'm not trying to embarrass you. You're changed. That night, man, you, you're different. I mean, anyway, I'm not going to go on, Amen. even though I could. And it's a word that did that. How many of you were ever told you were stupid and you believed it? Yeah? Man. Words, they create, right? The Pharisees were not able to speak things because they're coming from a different culture. See, Jesus is bringing the kingdom, amen? And they were living, they were stuck in religion. Religion can only do where kingdom actually creates. And the difference between speaking is doing, speaking and doing, the difference between speaking and doing is creating something versus just replicating and doing a copy. Man, I don't like copies. 
I don't like copies at all. How many of y'all ever been around a copy machine that starts wearing out and fading out? Isn't that the worst? Or you run out of ink? Oh, man. They don't take, they don't take copies at the courthouse. No, no, they want to see the seal where you got it notarized. You know where my notarization comes from for my words? Right over here in this place of closeness with my father. That's what Jesus was saying. He goes, man, I speak what I've seen over there, but you guys, you just run the Xerox because you ain't got no power. Religion has no power, at least not to create. Does this make sense? Are y'all with me this morning? I'm trying to convey it the best I can. I'm sorry. I'm still a little rocked. <laughs> I probably should have just sent everybody home. I don't know. <laughs> it really wrecked me this morning, man. Um, so I, I really, more than anything, I, I really wanted to get this word into your minds, into this definition, into your hands so that you and I could step out of here today with a deeper understanding. I know many of you already know that your words are powerful and that your words create, but this definition to me, it took me to a different understanding, to a deeper level of, of my comprehending that, man, my words create, but the creation only comes from being over here in the closeness with my Father, and they are spiritually discerned. It's an inward spiritual perception, man, and I want that thing inside of me, that spiritual awareness, that, that perception, Chris, I want that thing sharper than any knife I've ever seen in my life. I want that stuff to be sharp so that when I step and I'm walking and I'm living, that I hear, I sense, I smell, I know, and I just speak it and I just do it. That's what I'm looking for. The closeness over here that will come out in my words because that is all that Jesus did. Man, he spent this time with the Father and then he went around creating life with his words. But the Pharisees could only do what they saw. I don't know, does that make sense to everybody? Is it, man, it is... It is such a, a, a beautiful thing in my head. And so um, that's verse 38. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. And he goes on, and there's a whole lot more. He starts talking about their father, the devil, Satanas, and all that good stuff, man. He, he lays it out for them. And uh, it's, it's just a, I would highly encourage you to go back and read all of that this afternoon sometime just to have the context. But for the sake of time, turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. And, uh, you know, for many of us, this is nothing, nothing new. Um, for me, this was a full on, not, a, not even a recap. This was going a little bit deeper for me, and that's what I'm hoping today is that we leave out of here today uh, with uh, some more depth to our understanding. First Corinthians chapter two, um, verse six is where we're gonna start. I can put that right there, there we go. Everybody there? Give me an amen if you're there. Amen. Yeah, cool, all right. Um, so why? Why is it so important to be in that closeness, in that place? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question because here's the answer. Um, in, in verse 6, uh, Paul's writing about heavenly wisdom 
and how the gospel uh, is heavenly wisdom. In verse 6, he says, however we speak, um, man, again, go back and read this this afternoon, chapter 1 and 2. Paul's talking here about how he came with the demonstration of the power of the Spirit and not just colorful words. But now we're going to look at the perception is what I, what I want to get to. Verse 6 says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Another little, little freebie there, man. Whose glory? Ours. See, religion will say, oh, you can't have no glory. You better give it all to God. You got to give it. You remember we used to, some people used to come and say, I don't know, oh, man, that was, um, they give you some compliment, and some people will go, oh, oh, praise to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Yeah, not me. Not me. You ever, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because he also talks about that in John as well, that his glory would be upon us. And he says it again right here. That's a whole nother message. Uh, that word glory actually means a good and great opinion. So he puts his glory on us so that when people see you and they say, whoa, man, that's Sister Angela. Man, that lady's awesome. Well, if they're in the grocery store and they're not going to say, oh, Sister Angela, we call her that. Sorry, Zoe. Uh, we call her that just because that's, that's her name, right? But somebody will see her in the grocery store and say, oh, man, there's something about that woman. Somebody's going to go into Houston Grand Prix and say, man, there's something about that guy that was doing the go-karts over there. Man, something about him. That's God's glory on that guy right there. That's God's glory on her that changes things, and they have a good opinion. Okay, that was a freebie. Sorry. So <laughs> he says... Verse 8, which uh, none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified uh, the Lord of glory. But as it is written in verse 9, eye is not seen, nor ear is heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Amen? Woo. And here we go. Verse 10. So crazy. So good. But God has revealed, he's talking about those things, that wisdom, those mysteries, God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Amen? For the spirit searches how many things? Everything, all things. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So why is it so important? See, you and I have the, the power to create with our words, right? Life or death, blessings or cursings, good or bad. That's what we create. And so it's so important that we are in this place of closeness with the Father so that our inward spiritual perception, right? That was what that word meant. That inward spiritual perception would be so attuned to the Father's heart that we hear Holy Spirit, that when we're over here and we speak, we create life. It's so critical. And this is why right here, because who can know the spirit of a man except the man knows his own heart, right? And who, and he says again, or he clears it up, even so no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. You can't, 
You can't walk in that creative speaking power from Father's heart if you're not spending that closeness with Father. Now, is this one of our old AG messages where we're going to get up here and we're going to beat on the pulpit and, and tell you how sinful you are if you're not spending two hours and 40 minutes a day on your knees praying before the Father God? No, that's not that at all. Because that was our religious days. We're not going to... We're not going to line everybody up and dump a whole bottle of oil on you just to make you feel bad. Sorry. Although, all joking aside, I do believe in altar calls. I do believe in the power of prayer and anointing and all that. I do. But there was a long time where we were just so looking at, at beating into people about repenting that we didn't realize that the sin was already taken care of. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, do I got to back up and teach a little? <laughs> Is your sin already taken care of? Yes. When Jesus died at the cross, was it a done deal? Yes. Absolutely. Praise be to the Father God. Amen? Yes. And I'm not bad-mouthing our, our AG. I'm not. I love you guys. So don't, don't get mad at me. Anyway, uh, where was I? Verse uh, 12. Now we have received... The spirit, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Is that not crazy, powerful, good? Like that's goodness. That's like opening up cookies and cream ice cream from Bluebell. Like it's just good. Seriously. That you and I would have the opportunity to know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 13, these things we also speak not in words which match man's wisdom teaches. Oh, sorry, I messed that up. Let me do that again. Verse 13, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And here is the, this is the mother load right here. Verse 14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I wanted to read that verse in the Passion real quick. Verse 14. Whew. Some, someone living on an entirely human level, rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He cannot understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are not only, they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Where does the illumination of the Spirit happen? It happens over here in closeness. Why could Jesus stand there and say what I have seen with my father? He could do that because he'd been over here with dad. And you and I have the same opportunity to move in the knowing of the father's heart. Think about that for just a moment. The creator of all, period, Right? The creator of all has given you an inroad 
to perceive and understand and know and then to reveal his heart to the world around you. Does that make sense? Like, you have the amazing ability to hear, however you hear from God, however that is, you have the ability and the opportunity to hear in closeness and to speak it to the world around you. It is an amazing thing, church, and that is releasing the kingdom. That is extending God's heart and his authority to the world around you. You're simply letting out his goodness. You're letting out the closeness that you have with him to the world around you. Man, it, man, this is blowing my mind because I already know that. Radically changed four and a half, four, four or five years ago, whatever it was that we went through, I understood completely. Wow. But today, I'm at a different, man, I'm not on the, on, the, on the, you know when you go to the swimming pool and they got that diving board that's about yay high off the water? Oh, no. No, and I don't mean this arrogant, arrogantly at all. What I'm understanding right now, I'm getting up on the 12-foot diver, man. Woo, I'm jumping off, and I ain't doing a cannonball. I'm going to do one of them pirouette in the air kind of dancing moves, man. I want to so spiritually discern and understand, which that's just a fancy way of saying that I just want to hear my dad. I want to hear my dad so clearly that I hear, move, Hear, speak, feel, go, sense, run. That's what I'm looking for, and it only comes in this closeness over here with the Father. So today, what I'm pushing uh, for in my own life and, and sharing with you is that today, would, be, would we be the family that pushes into closeness? Would we be the family today that says, oh man, I'm gonna be here no matter what. I'm, I'm gonna go for it. I'm going, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to jump into closeness. Does that mean you got to go home and turn off the TV and kick the kids over, you know, to the babysitter and, and you're going to, I was going to do all kind of, say all kind of stuff, forget that. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean that at all. You have to understand how God speaks to you. If Look, we spend a lot of time here at CORE learning that for us each as individuals. And if you still if you're here and you don't fully understand how God speaks to you personally, man, we can help you walk through that. That's the whole purpose of our name. We just want to get back to the core of who you were meant to be. And that's hearing the Father. And it's not that we have some ritual or some thing that we do. No, we just walk the steps with you. It's like learn how to ride a bike. We don't just put you on there. My dad said, get on it and go, boy. <laughs> Take the training wheels off. You fall, you fall. Get back up and do it again. That's not what we do here. <laughs> it might be fun sometimes, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> but would we be the family that pushes into closeness? Man, if you need help pushing into that, that's what we're here for. Raquel and I, right now, we're the pastors here at CORE, and we are simply here to push you to the next level. That's it. We're here to push you beyond where we could ever dream of going, and that's what we're looking forward 
We're looking forward to that. So let's push into closeness, amen? Let's push into that, that part of intimacy with the Father that we haven't yet gone to, right? There's a, there's a, there's a place, and I was gonna go into talking about the secret place and all that, but you know, Dad took over a big part of our service, so I won't do that. Messed up my notes and everything. That word uh, in verse 14, the natural man, uh, I'm going to do a lot more study on that, but it's number 5591 in the Strong's Concordance, and I am totally going to jack this up. But it is sukikos, sukikos, I guess, I don't know. Um, I did take hermeneutics and homiletics, but we didn't cover that part. Anyway. And I'm going to study it a lot more, but what it gets into is he's talking about the soul or the mind and how it relates to nature uh, as in physical life apart from God's inner working faith. It's that part of us that doesn't lean on him, right? And, and I'm, I'm going to leave that there because there's a whole lot of other understanding I want to get with that. If you listen to Bill Johnson or, or Chris Valentin, uh, they say the natural man is dead, he died, and, and I totally agree with that. So what is this other part that we battle and fight with sometimes? And I, I'm going to study all that a lot more um, before I start spewing stuff out. But I do know that there's a part of me, just like there's a part of you, that hasn't quite gone to that place yet. And that place is the closeness. And the part that hasn't been there yet, that's the natural part of this world uh, that's a natural part of my thinking. That's a natural part of my, the other layer of my fear that has to come off. And I could go on and on and on. You know what I'm, what I'm describing, right? There's that part of us that hasn't learned that depth of identity yet. And so that's where I want to go. The closeness that will lead me to the identity so that I speak out his heart and his authority wherever I go. Amen? Are y'all with me this morning? It's good? Yes? Man, let's all stand and we'll close down so everybody can go eat. Yeah. I don't know if uh, anybody update on Sanchez. Is that them watching? Or is that that's another Sanchez? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Chris and Anahi, if that's you on the Zoom, if you would, like, Shoot us an update real quick on Ethan. We want to know. I forgot to pray for him a while ago. I said we were going to do that, so we'll do that now. But, um, uh, you know, whether it's the relationship with the father or it's the relationship with your spouse or your kids or your maybe you don't have a spouse, maybe it's your brothers, your sisters. If you're single, then it's just you and, and the father. All of our relationships need more closeness. Amen? So, I saw this picture earlier when I was describing about the grace that was here for that. And, you know, some of you came up here, some of you raised your hand, some of you stood, whichever. What I, what I saw in this picture was that we were going to begin to get, as we were stepping into that grace, 
that we were going to begin to get these little telltale signs. That's the only way I could describe it, telltale signs. How many of y'all like getting little secret love notes? Yeah. Raquel used to leave me notes like that. It used to be, one time it was quarters in my sandwich. She wanted me to have money for a Coke. She's a practical joker. That's her way of showing me she loved me. I don't like it. Anyway, <laughs> you know, my kids used to, used to put these little notes here and there. We, as we've been cleaning up the house, we've been finding all kinds of stuff. Dad, you're the best dad in the whole world. I love you so much, and I love this. And I can't, oh, man. I've been finding all these birthday cards and things that my kids did, and it's these little telltale signs that they love me. And I truly believe that as you and I step forward after today, after this grace that we, that we stepped into, that you're going to begin to get telltale signs, a little tap on the shoulder, a little whisper in your ear, a little note left in the car, uh, a little picture in your head, or whatever the case may be. And he's going to use that to draw you in. It's a trap. <laughs> yes. Trap us, Lord. Amen. Anybody want to get lassoed by the Father and drawn in? Yes. Father, I thank you so much for this group of people and for where you're taking us, for what you're doing, for what you're building in us. And I thank you that we have an opportunity to step closer into you so that we can speak out your goodness to this world around us. Father, you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're loving. Jesus, you are just, you're so incredible. And I love how you take care of us. I love, Jesus, how you provided for us, how you, you're guiding us and leading us, and you live in us. And Holy Spirit, man, who give us the telltale signs so that we can draw closer we need that, that, that help that to step into that unknown, uh, to step off that cliff. Help us, Lord, that as we step, you light the path. That as we step, you, you catch us. You draw us deeper into that secret place of the unknown that, that leads us to a deeper part of closeness with you so that our inward spiritual perception would be the sharpest thing, the sharpest tool that we have. Lord, I love you for what you're doing. I thank you so much that you, as always, you were here before us and you moved in us. I thank you for the move that you did here today, just in our time of worship, as we worshiped you, Father, that you moved Holy Spirit in a way that was so beautiful and, and truly overwhelming. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to continue and to draw us in closer. We love you, and we exalt you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, everybody. We love you. Look, if you need prayer for anything specific, just please come up front here, and we'll get with you. Uh, we love you all. God bless you so much. Be safe and get close. Oh, Ethan. See, that's why, man, that's why he's here. Yeah. He's going home today. All right, brother, here we're going to pray real quick. Um, I don't mean that like we're going to rush. We're just going to pray right now. Yeah. Yeah. So let's all speak out for Ethan.
Amen. He's going home. But how many of you know he needs recovery? Yeah? Anybody in here like getting your appendix taken out and all your stuff cleaned up? No way, man. We don't like that. So let's pray for recovery. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak to Ethan's body, Lord, that we know that you, Father, are the God of all healing, and we know that you can heal instantly. He's gone through surgery. His body fought it a little bit, and he had fever. He was in the hospital for some extra days. But Father, today he's going home, but we pray he's going home with speedy recovery, that everything heals up perfect and nice, exactly how you would want it to be, Father. And we ask you in Jesus' name to just bless the Sanchez family, give them rest and peace, and I pray that Ethan would hear you and sense you and know that you're working on that part of him, Father, and healing him. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, man, we love you guys. We love you all. Be safe, and uh, if I didn't get a hug or a handshake, don't you dare leave yet.